Hello, and welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. The Permission to Succeed podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who have been successful because they found that point in their lives to just go for it. The genesis of this podcast is based on the inspirational lives of Muhammad Ali and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by iris.xyz, the most helpful place advisors can come to to grow their minds and businesses. Power your advice at iris.xyz. This is your host, Doug Heikinen, and our guest today is Julia Carlson, who's the founder and CEO of Financial Freedom Wealth Management Group. Hello, Julia. How are things in Oregon this morning? Hello. Things are great. Looking out at the Pacific Ocean, and we have blue sky and doing good. So are COVID cases slowing down in your area finally, and have the kids gone back to school, or are they doing virtual stuff? Yeah, well, things have slowed. We kind of had a peak in, I think, May, and then they've, they've definitely slowed down. But we are still in phase one. So the kids will start virtual school in actually not towards the um, – they won't start until the end of September. So we still have another, wow, you another start, month. <laughs> you start late, my goodness. Um, my yes. 12-year-old has had three weeks of virtual, and we find out today whether he goes back on Tuesday for, for real school. Oh, so wow. We're excited about that. Yeah, I bet. So before we talk, talk about your career, I wanted to get a sense from you on how investors are faring this year in this very different environment. Gosh, well, you know, we're, we're just trying to um, help them stay seated in this roller coaster that we've been on. So, it, it, you know, looking back now, we're, we're seeing this kind of swoosh V-shaped recovery I do feel like everyone's kind of like grasping the handlebars and saying, do we have a storm coming, <laughs> especially with this um, election and just the heightened emotions out there. So we're trying to really have conversations to uh, disconnect maybe their emotions from their investments. And that seems to be going well. We're definitely over communicating, you know, getting in front of our clients and really now thinking about getting them to start thinking about some year end planning and maybe taking off the focus from the stock market. How much did you have to pivot your business to deal with the new environment? Thankfully, we are, we were pretty ahead of the game. We had switched to um, the Zoom platform for all of our telephones. We have no phones in our office, no phones on our desk, everything is on our laptops. So everyone has Surface laptops. We can be very uh, mobile. Uh, and so we were pretty set up for this, which was really nice. We have we have started allowing a, um, some in-person appointments, but for the most part, we're still working in a very virtual way. So were the clients used to the virtual stuff and they just kept going with what, what you, they've been taught? Yes, but I would say um, a lot still came into the office for in-office in meetings, especially for new prospects and clients just getting to know us. So I think it, the, the pivot really was how do we onboard and still help new clients in this virtual way? But, but we've been really able to shift that into um, video conference and phone calls, and that seems to be going well. So you're not going to go back to the way you were doing things, but you were doing things in a forward way. So you're going to kind of keep this going as you move forward. 
Yes, yes. And I, I would imagine we will start doing more and more in person again, especially with our older local clients. I, I, I think that that I think they do miss that. I miss that. I miss seeing clients face to face and having that connection. So I, I would say it's kind of it's going to be a hybrid if we fast forward a year from now. Yeah. So how did you start your career in financial services and why on earth financial services? <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I, I moved to a very small town when I was 18 on the Oregon coast, which is Newport, Oregon. That's where I'm at now. And I started working for a local bank and they had an investment center. And I remember just following the financial advisor around asking questions and being curious and asking more questions. And I'm like, wow, I, I really want to learn. Uh, more about this and how do, how do I break into becoming a financial advisor? And so I got into the investment center uh, and I worked there four years. I got fully licensed before I could drink, <laughs> before I was 21. But at 23, I went back to that, the bank manager and I said, hey, I'm ready to be a financial advisor. I've got you know, some experience now. And they said, great. As soon as the financial advisor retires, you can have that position. So if I would have stayed there, it would have been about 15 more years. But what I decided to do at 23 is uh, leave the bank and start what is now Financial Freedom Wealth Management Group. So tell me a little bit more about Financial Freedom. What was your inspiration for the company you wanted to start and how did you build it? Yeah, it's a, you know, I was just at that time, I was excited to talk to, to anyone that would talk to me. So I remember um, helping, helping people set up $50 a month investments because I, I was so passionate about helping people invest and save money and build this financial future. And so I just pounded the pavement. I worked hard. It was a lot of determination. And that was the beginnings. And then over time, we've built into a team. It's, it's not just about me anymore. It's about the team. And I think looking back, it was really the time I took to invest in myself and my own education and hiring coaches and reading and that investment in myself that ultimately helped the business keep growing. So how are you able to grow your company into a multi-million dollar business? Are you doing different things? Are you doing varied things? Are you doing more things? Well, I, I think we have, um, we've kept defining and defining, you know, who we serve. I think in the beginning, we were all things to all people. I think that a lot of business owners start out just, they just want to make it. They just want to be successful. But I think as as we have gotten bigger and carved more of a niche in that retirement planning and distribution, we've also carved a niche into we are a national uh, SmartVestor Pro. So we get referrals through the Ramsey um, network. So we've put ourselves in positions where, you know, we definitely serve a specific clientele, which I think has elevated us to be the experts in that space. Are you enjoying running the company? Because not only your advisor, you have a whole staff. So there's a dual role for you. Do you find them both rewarding and challenging? I do. I do. I, I think I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, like really figuring out how to be not only a better businesswoman, but, but how to develop others and, and, 
the team around me, but then also keeping what's, what's most important, the focus, which is, you know, delighting and serving our clients. Did you experience barriers in your career working in such a male dominated industry? Gosh, early on, I think I was too naive for it to make a difference, but I, but it's amazing when I, I, in the sense of when I look back, I, as I became more and more successful and started my own business and went to conferences, that's when I realized, wow, there's a lot more black suits out there. <laughs> and, you know, figuring out at the time, it was not a lot of women in this industry. And so I, I think I kind of, like, I didn't know what I didn't know in the beginning, but then when I got exposed to it, I was like, you know, there was a little bit of a mindset shift of, do I belong here? And then some, not just a little bit of shrinking back where I had to really, you know, coach myself and be careful of the, my own thoughts of, I don't belong here to transition into, I do belong here. So right, starting a firm at 23 that's a different mindset than most people and, and women particularly. Do you think that's a mindset that's missing out there that I do belong here? I have a seat at the table and I'm as good as anybody else? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, my, my hope is that I inspire other women to, to follow in my path and, and join beside me because not that I think women are better, but I think it's, the, it's actually the balance of that male-female energy that we bring together that ultimately helps serve our industry, but also our clients because we have different strengths and weaknesses and I, I think we just approach things differently. So those, those different perspectives ultimately together will help the industry. Yeah. Being the Permission to Succeed podcast, we look for times when maybe you can describe you hit a plateau status, you felt stuck. Was there a time like that? And you know, tell us how you dealt with it. Oh yeah, I think I think when we look back in our careers, there's definitely moments of pivot or things that happen that are horrible in the moment. But when we look back, that was the catalyst to to give us permission to succeed, maybe in a different way. And and who knows this this COVID that you know situation that we're in. I think I think that may be one of these moments we look back where it shifts us even more into the future of success. But for me, I remember it was about three years into building my business and I, I, was, I was feeling successful. I was feeling that I had made it. And I remember um, a specific day that it was yesterday and it was a night that I had taken the f- my, 40 of my best clients out on a client appreciation cruise. And I just remember, wow, we're able to do this. The clients are, are happy. I'm happy. It's like, woo, I made it. Well, at the end of the night, the story doesn't stop there. At the end of the night, I, I looked at my phone because I had not had it with me during the evening. And I had 18 text messages, 11 missed calls, and I had learned that my daughter was in a very horrible accident. She was hit, driving in a car hit head on by a drunk driver and was being life flighted at that time to a hospital in Portland. And, and what I figured out is, you know, I was totally unprepared for that to happen. And what I mean by that is we stayed, I was there by her side in ICU for a week. And then the morning after the accident, 
I was calling my office. I was asking them to bring me my computer. I was getting my phone messages. I was returning emails. I was doing trades. I was, you know, making sure that all of the balls wouldn't drop, right? I was juggling. And what I had discovered is I had made myself so relevant in my business that I couldn't ultimately show up fully as a mom in that moment. And when we went home from that hospital and my daughter was recovering that summer, I wanted to be there for her. And, but I also didn't want to give up this big business that I had built. Mm-hmm. So ultimately, I had, I had to fire myself. That's what, I, that's what I called what I did. I fired myself. My amazing team around me picked up all the pieces, which I knew they were capable of. But I was having such a hard time of letting go that that moment made me realize I needed to let go and I needed to make myself less relevant. And I wanted to be there as a mom and still keep this business going. And thankfully, my daughter is fully recovered now. And then fast forward now, we have now grown to a team of 15 and, you know, that I, 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 I can show up as a mom to my three kids. I'm there with them. I have balance. It's like amazing what's happened from a pretty horrific event. Yeah. How does it feel to realize you have to be, make yourself less relevant? And that's a lot of businesses get to that point. Oh yeah. I mean, it's your ego, right? That's, (laughs) that's, that for me, it was like, oh gosh, I got to get out of my own way. And, and I, that was hard. It was hard to hire someone that was, had more management experience, had more expertise than me, that was smarter than me. But ultimately, that hire allowed me to step into what I am good at and, and allowed him to really, he took over the management of the staff, the company. And what I like to say now is I am in charge, but I am not in control, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> Have there, has there been anything else you've learned along the way that maybe are some tips for growing a sustainable, thriving business? Yeah. And I, I think um, for me with a heart to serve, like I don't want to ever say no, right? I want to serve all of the people that are reaching out to me for help. But what I discovered is that I, I had to put in boundaries to protect my my freedoms, right? My time freedom, my my family. And so for me, what I did is I had other people do the protecting. (laughs) And what I mean by that is having other people, like I have an assistant that does my my all of my scheduling. And so if someone wants to do do a scheduling with me, they have to go through that person and then that person can say no. And that person can, can be my boundary. And so for me, that really, really helped is being able to really fully delegate that out to someone else. So what's next for the firm? Where are you going? Oh, man. Well, we are still growing. I am really excited that we are, we are on track with our, the way that we track um, a new you know, growth is by helping new families. Like we have helped 128 families this year so far. And our goal is to help 150 families for the year. So we are on track for that, which means that we are on track for adding new assets. We're on track for, you know, making sure that we are serving our clients and they're not leaving us. And so 
It's like, we just want to love on them and, and, and build this family. And we've also hired, I think, two hires in a virtual way over Zoom during this, this um, pandemic. So we're taking the challenge full on and really also taking this opportunity to be out there and reinvented our digital client journey. So like, how do we, how do we bring someone from that doesn't know us and on social media and how do we bring them along to then become a client? You, you just said something that really caught my ear, which was we love on them. And I don't think I've ever heard that in my really long financial service career. Is that the theme of your company? You know, I think that's the magic sauce. Like, it's so hard to say, Julia, you know, to answer the question, how have you grown so much? Well, love, right? But, but people don't like to hear that answer because they're like, well, how do we do that? <laughs> right? It's, it's right. not, it's our strategy, but it's hard to, it's hard to tell someone how to do that. That should be ingrained in us, right? And right. so... I think I just am blessed with an amazing team that, that have these hearts of gold that just we're all in this together. And ultimately that is what is driving our growth. Yeah. That word is actually a verb, which is really mm. interesting. Um, I was going to ask if you had any advice for your younger self, but you just walked out the door and went for it. But looking <laughs> <laughs> back, is there any advice? Yeah, I, I think to be more confident, there were times like that I, I did shrink back, right? I didn't, I, I didn't trust my own, my own internal compass. And so I was looking to, okay, I, I need to copy this or I need to do it this way because they're telling me to do it this way and that's the way. So it's like, I'm at the point now where sometimes I just have to just turn off all the noise and then tune in to say, what is right for Julia? And, and what, what's that true next move that is, is the right? Because a lot of times you start chasing things and it, it's not the right move for you individually. And so learning to trust that inner guidance and inner intuition sooner, but hey, you know, it's, I don't have a lot of regrets. I, you know, I'm, I'm only 43, so I got a lot of time left. <laughs> you have a ton of time left. <laughs> Julia, what a great conversation. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. For everyone at Iris Media Works, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Permission to Succeed team, this is Doug Heikinen. Take care.